following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. gentlemen it is friday october 25th and this is the last episode of fpc radio live for the week and i am ian glendon of course and i am joined as always by my man mr mike debate mike good morning happy friday happy week eight how are we doing today la, la, la. doing well my friend uh friday morning gotta love it uh, you know, the weekend is finally here, folks, and NFL football is going to be king over the weekend, definitely, with a lot of World Series mixed in as well. So you don't want to forget baseball. NBA is in the is, is in their regular season now. NHL is in the throngs of their regular season. Great time to be a sports fan because all major sports are going right now, and it's great. No, it, it definitely is. And, and look, it's, it's Fridays, which means we're, we're, we're going to focus primarily on the NFL, which, which we do most weeks. But or most days, rather, but because uh, hey, NFL is king, right? That's how it is. That's that how it is works true. around yeah. here, and uh, the way the NFL is going lately, there's there's never a dull moment. So, um, obviously, we have thir- we had Thursday night football last night. Uh, Vikings won. You know, surprise, surprise, they played the Redskins. Uh, you know, fake team. <laughs> However, I, I must say, I, I am surprised that they did not blow them out uh, by, by 30 points because, you know, as I've been told, uh, the Redskins are not real. Uh, they are a high school team or a JV team. So I, I would assume a good team like the Vikings would just blow them out and, and walk over them like the Patriots did. But who am I? You know, what do I know? Well, teams are only JV and, you know, uh, you know, Pop Warner or whatever type of colloquialism they want to use, that only happens when they play New England. You know that, Ian. It's it's part of the national narrative. It's got to be how they fuel the fire, my friend. Oh, of course, of course. I understand. I understand. I know. I'm I'm a little. Uh, I'm I'm a couple cups of coffee behind today. Usually, I'm like three deep at this point. Um, ever since I saw that story about you know you being able to drink up to twenty five cups of coffee. I, I've just been going overboard. It's just nonstop. I I love coffee, and that that was just like my my invitation to just go wild. So, uh, yeah. but I, but I am behind a little bit today. So. Well, that's it. Well, so well, folks, if you're listening, send coffee to Ian's house <laughs> right now. Get up off your couch, send K cups, whatever, instant coffee, Sanka. No, you don't want to send Sanka. Sanka doesn't have any caffeine. That's not going to do him any good. You want to no. get him the loaded, loaded stuff, jet fuel, rocket fuel, whatever they call it. Um, our good friend Steve Balistrieri has a really, really good coffee company that he uh, he can recommend to you. I'll let him do that to you offline. Though. We're not going to push any any products well, here, but uh, you know we'll uh, we'll we'll just you know for, you know suffice it to say. It'll it'll change your life, my friend. But unless you're interested in buying T-shirts, then of course go ahead and check out the uh, full press coverage store at uh, dsgntree.com. Oh, that's slash, uh, yeah. Full press coverage, and um, I yeah. say that because uh, you know apparently uh, <laughs> you know pe- people uh, like to criticize people for working and, and designing shirts and stuff like that, which I, I'm, I'm dealing with on Twitter. You know, people on Twitter, you know, they they find me, and, and I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I, I attract some of the. the the crazies <laughs> on Twitter and it's, it's, it's nonstop for me. So, um, some of them, so yeah, I, I, I think pretty much every one of them find you, my friend. I don't know. Sometimes I'll look at your Twitter feed and I'm like, where the hell do these people come from? I, you know, you know I, 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 I 
Much respect, much respect, my friend, because you deal with it and you deal with it in a way that is unique to only you. Uh, most people would just hit the block button and move on, but you fight the good fight. You're a true well, soldier, my friend. Well, look, I mean, I, maybe it's my sarcastic and snarky attitude. Perhaps that rubs people the wrong way sometimes. You know, Ken, I get it. I understand. But, you know, a lot of this is, is uh, you know, people uh, say like, oh, when, you know, Patriots fans are the worst or this, that and the other. It's like you created us. You know, just just remember this, that you, you guys created us with this. You know, and we talk about system quarterbacks and, you know, loats and, and tuck rules and all that stuff. It's like you created this monster. So you're just going to have to live with it. And if you know, deal with it. But again, people, they interact with me and I, I have a my flaws. I can't block people. I, I refuse to block people because in my mind and I'm sure in theirs, if I do, they, they a little bit of them wins. And I, I, I can't do that. I like winning. Hashtag winning, right? What was it? Uh, 2012. Absolutely. Winning. <laughs> winning. Duh. Duh. Winning. Duh. Right. You know, oh, I actually worked with a guy that had that at his ringtone at one point. Oh, and I, 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 was, I was just working away at an office at the time. I was not in sports media. I was working in an office environment. And I'm sitting there typing away, working on a spreadsheet or whatever. And all of a sudden, I hear winning. Duh. Winning. Duh. Winning. Duh. I was like, what the hell is oh, that? My God. Then I, I realized that... Then I realized I knew it wasn't Charlie Sheen that was in our office. That's for damn sure. And then I realized that the guy had downloaded that as his ringtone. Still don't know where he got it. He wouldn't give up the information. To tell you the truth, I didn't want it that bad. But for that moment in time, Ian, it was pretty cool. Well, hey, you know, for it's just like anything. It's like uh, you remember uh, Dave Chappelle when uh, <laughs> he did the uh, <laughs> did, did all the, the like the skits and they had the, the, the what and all that. You know, that was great for like that weekend. And then um, I happened to be in high school at the time, which means. Uh, the second that came out, that's all you heard in the hallways. What? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it literally, yeah. it took about two days before I was just like, okay, what are we doing here? Come on, guys, stop. Stop it. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get to class, or I'm, I'm trying to skip class, depending on what class it was. Yeah, again, this is high school. Don't judge me. It was a long time ago. Um, Speaking of getting old, and and you you brought up Sanka and and all that stuff, uh, so we're kind of I guess on the on the right track here. I, I I spoke yesterday about or on a podcast, our Big Bad Bruins podcast about uh you know my my oatmeal eating habits and uh, you know apparently that that makes me old. So uh, <laughs> I guess I guess that's the case. I am old, and uh, I was gonna say on, on top of my coffee habits, I, I drink my coffee black. So does that I mean i'm also old <laughs> no sugar no cream no additive just no that coffee. means you're smart that that yeah. means you're smart that's exactly how a true coffee drinker should be drinking uh, my so, man, that's no smart. i uh, absolutely nope nope definitely we, we got the virtual fist bump going right yeah. there so that's that's good <laughs> yeah you're all set but uh, no you want to talk about you want to talk about old i'll make you feel younger i'll make you feel a little bit younger you talk about like catchphrases and stuff like that when i was in high school those wasab commercials oh, were no. big Where's and <laughs> you want to talk about it you want to talk about annoying <laughs> you, you really do you want to talk about annoying i mean that was really really bad i think i was a freshman when that, when those those uh when those uh, um when those commercials were coming out and that was it, everybody was, what's up? I even had teachers that were going, what's up? And I'm like, oh God, no, please, this is, this is killing me. And that lasted a lot longer than it should have. But, uh, so yeah, that was, that was probably a little worse than the, uh, than the, the, the Chappelle stuff. But these, these things tend to, uh, last, uh, uh, far longer than they should. But, um, yeah. But yeah, so we've uh, we we've uh, had some mindless banter for long enough. So uh, <laughs> no, we, we again we we um, we love doing the show, and it, it, it's kind of gives us an opportunity to bounce 
things off each other, and if things roll, we we just go with it. But the primary focus of today is, is of course, football. Because look, it's week eight. Well, we just kicked off the uh, the the week last night with the Vikings again. Like I said, beating uh, Washington nineteen and nine. I mean, it, look, Dalvin Cook is 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 awesome. Um, admittedly, I don't get to watch a lot of Vikings games, and you know, when I do try to re- replay and watch games throughout the week, I mean, generally they're not at the top of my list just because of personal interests and in, in, in things that I'm doing. So I don't get to watch them in and out, you know, on a daily basis, but, but man, watching Dalvin cook run is, is something fun. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. I mean, 171 total yards. He had the game's only touchdown. I mean, think about this game last night, a lot of field goal kicking, a lot of Dustin mm-hmm. Hopkins, a lot of Dan Bailey. Um, but, uh, you know, Dalvin cook is, is a really dynamic runner and what he does, he does so well. Uh, Stefan Diggs, um, seven receptions, 143 yards. Um, looked like he was going to struggle a little bit, did have the one miscue, but, uh, he's, he put in a solid effort as well. Kirk Cousins was, I think, very, very efficient last night. He went 23 of 26, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. I mean, you take a look at it. He dropped back through 26 passes, completed 23 of them. Have to consider that a pretty good night. 285 yards, no touchdowns, but no picks either. So he ran the offense exactly the way he needed to. And if he does this and gets the defensive effort that he needs to from that formidable Minnesota defense and Dalvin Cook can start to run and find holes the way he did last night, Folks, this is going to be an interesting con- uh, contender and an interesting competitor for the Green Bay Packers in that division right now. You have to figure that the Bears are still maybe lurking a little bit, but they're they're looking too inconsistent at this point, especially with the, with the way that Mitch Trubisky has played. Uh, Detroit looks like they're taking a back seat and taking more of a longer uh, look to it, but... Um, and Minnesota is not any team to be overlooked and taken lightly. I still think they uh, they have yet to play their best football. And at six and two, you have to consider them in the mix for uh, for the NFC right now. Yeah, and, and look, we we talked about it a little bit earlier in this week. Um, the NFC is just loaded. Uh, again, it's our, it's still you know we're only about halfway through the season right now, but you have several teams that are up there. You, you mentioned Green Bay; they're six and one. Um, obviously, San Francisco six and two. Seattle is five and two with Atlanta on the schedule. So, you know, I, you know, there's very few teams I like to, you know, write the victory in and pen, but uh, I'm pretty close with this one. Seattle, I think is going to win that one against Atlanta, especially, I mean, you know, Matt Schaub is likely going to start Matt Ryan's out. Obviously they don't have Muhammad Sanu and and all that. Right. um, And then you, you, you know, you mentioned Detroit, they got the giants and, you know, hey, they win. They're at three and three, so they're kind of right in that bubble with uh, with with Minnesota. You know, just a couple games behind with them in that Green Bay. So, you know, look, the the NFC is you can't afford to lose games, and uh, I, you know, it could be a difference of home field advantage versus having to go on the road for the your entire playoff run, and you could be a twelve win team. So, you know, it's going to be tough at the end of the day if all these teams keep uh, winning at this pace. Yeah, without question. And, um, you know, you mentioned a few teams, you know, that are in the mix. Yeah, obviously, I think in Atlanta, we can pretty much pencil in the fact that it's going to be lean times in the ATL this year. There's there's yeah. no question about it, especially now with Matt Ryan suffering injuries. But there are a lot of teams that are going this weekend that do have, you know, a lot to play for and a lot at stake. And especially in the NFC open and so many teams right now that can challenge um it's going to be interesting there's a big weekend for the eagles coming up believe it or not uh they're facing a very very tough buffalo bills game uh, team and 
They've looked awful on defense. Buffalo has looked very strong on defense, so that's an eye, uh, you know, opener if you're a fan of, of NFC football. Keep an eye on that one as well. We mentioned the Bears earlier. They're taking on the Chargers, and look, we've been very vocal our opinions on the Chargers and what they're capable of doing this year. That's still a team that can string together a win if they get a solid effort on both sides of the ball. Uh, if you figure if the Bears drop this one, they really, really, uh, you know, are going to struggle. I think to even, you know, you know, salvage the season at this point. Giants and Lions is going to be another one that I have my eye on. So a lot of stuff that uh, is going on in the NFC this weekend and some great matchups. Yeah, and, and and I think uh, compared to last week where I think we had a few select games that really stuck out to you, I think this week we definitely do. And, and again, you, you talked about the NFC. Uh, you know, I, I look at Carolina and San Francisco as being a, a marquee matchup, especially in that one o'clock or that four o'clock slate. Uh, Patriots obviously playing at that time as well. And Houston and Oakland is, is a, in the AFC is an intriguing matchup. I, I, I don't think we would have said that heading into the season, um, you know, especially after uh, you know, with some of the stuff that went on with, with the Raiders in the offseason and, you know, right before the season, I don't think you expected to say that might be a pretty decent matchup. But look, the Raiders are not necessarily dead in the wind. I mean, look, they they don't have a don't have a great team, but, you know, they're not terrible. You know, there there's certain things that they do pretty well and there's certain strengths that they had. Now, you know, we have to see what happens with uh, Josh Jacobs, who I, I believe missed practice again last week. But um, if they win this week, they beat Houston there. You know, it, it cre- creates a more of a log jam there, especially for that uh, those that wild card standing when it when it's all said and done. And depending on how Kansas City does in these next couple of weeks with or without Patrick Mahomes, you know, yep. it, c- it could put them right back in the mix, you know. So we don't know. I mean, it, there's a lot of, lot of things that could – really change your your outlook after this week if you know going into it you know because again oakland wins and uh, kansas city loses oakland's four and three and kansas city's five and three so uh i'm i'm sorry yeah 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 four and three five and three because uh, oakland has a uh has had a buy so yes um, yeah so I, again there, there's just there's a lot of intrigue with this week and you know of course you know i think i think most people i don't want to say circled as in you know this is a big game on the schedule i think a lot of people looked at the Cleveland and New England game as a, you know, entertaining game with, you know, just the, the star power on the field, you know, whether it's, it's, you know, OBJ or Tom Brady or so on and so forth. So that, that should be another uh, intriguing one as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree. And I like the fact that you brought up Oakland being in the mix here because I do believe they are. And this is a very, very big game for them to be able to do it. Look, they're in the middle of a brutal stretch of games here. They've been away. They've been away from home for a month. <laughs> so, I mean, when you take a look at a team, I was looking at their schedule and what they've done and how they've been able to, uh, uh, you know, to, to get to this level. They, they've they've been the ultimate road dogs this season. And, uh, you know, the Texans need road to get that offense going. Teams. Yep. <laughs> I've been on a side note. I, I've been uh, I've been slowly building up confidence confidence to uh, do that as the new opening. So uh, I'm working up towards it. But, you know, I got the ladies, oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys, boys and, and girls, girls children, children of all, of all ages. ages. <laughs> I'm working on the right wording. So, you know, a little sneak peek. <laughs> champions of the world. <laughs> So I couldn't. I just couldn't hold back when you said road talks. <laughs> oh man, great! 
See, uh, I, I, this this is my job to set you up for all this stuff, so that way yeah. you can get the, uh, uh, the the mic drops and everything else in there. Same. Well, what better way can we do on a Friday? Flush the format. Let's go. <laughs> just who cares right who now? Who cares? Just That's whatever. It. Do whatever. No, right. I'm kidding. no, seriously. In, in all in all cases, getting back to the Raiders because there are some Raiders fans listening to us this morning, and they may like to hear this. The Texans will get the offense cranked up. I think against. Oakland this weekend and they they're, they're gonna have to I mean they really are gonna have to if Oakland is able to pull out a victory which is very possible the way they're playing you're absolutely right it puts them now into the mix all of a sudden in the AFC West and no one would have really thought that I think most people thought it was going to come down to the Chiefs most likely and if there was any team in that division that was going to be able to maybe nudge them a little bit and push them it would have been the Chargers but that's not the way things have worked out here no and and yeah I mean Unfortunately for the Chargers, it's it's same old story. <laughs> like yeah. I, mean, I obviously last year, I think they they avoid. I don't want to say they avoided, but relative to what they usually go through every year, they avoided the injury bug. And you'd be like, oh well, so and so was injured. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's the point. I mean, <laughs> relative to what Los Angeles deals with on a year to year basis, they they had a pretty low injury total last year uh that's not the case i mean it's it's just been same old story for them this year they they look like they've they've really just fallen back and and, and again it's it's one of those things where you know with philip rivers under center it, it, it this this probably i mean i don't i don't think anyone thinks they're they're gonna win a super bowl with philip rivers and that's not a that's not a knock on him i'm just saying this era with him under center i think it, it I, I there was always hope with them, and I, I just don't think there is anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, and it's sad for me to say because, as you know, I do have ties to that yes. you know team, and I, and I always will. But you know, yes, absolutely. But um, it's it's a situation where they just I don't know. It just seems like that team can just not put it together. I mean, do you you know does one look at Rivers and say, well, you know, is this something that is indicative of the way he plays or his leadership style? I, I don't believe so. I just think it's been a situation where the players that they put in place have been maybe a good collection of talent, but just not a good collection of talent or good enough to be able to play together and string together some serious wins. So, um, you know, they keep playing the way they're playing. All of a sudden, Anthony Lynn now is on the hot seat, and I wouldn't have expected that when he took the job. I thought that the Chargers finally had got it right with that hire, and I really liked the way Wynn was going to be. Lynn was going to be able to come in and, uh, and, and coach that team, uh, especially with his offensive prowess coming from Buffalo. But, you know... We'll, uh, we'll see when it comes to the Chargers. They still have time to write this a little bit, but uh, time is running out for them, and they uh, they need to start stringing together some wins fairly quickly. I was going to say, someone's got uh, Isaiah Wynn on his mind. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> little, yes. A little, little yep. slip-up. Yeah, it's okay. I, I don't yep. blame it. I, I don't care. I, I, I designation. I got my eye yep. right on it. <laughs> I, I, I immediately wake up every morning and, and wonder uh, when Isaiah Wynn will be back for the Patriots. But um, uh, yeah. Eligible in two weeks, my friend. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's very true. Uh, yep. but yeah, look, the, the chargers, I mean, part of it's on them, uh, you know, earlier in his career. Yeah. You know, there's, there was, you know, Philip Rivers is a really good quarterback. Um, you know, obviously I think there's a, there was a pretty distinct difference between his eliteness versus the elite of the elite. If, if you understand what I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like he was a really good quarterback throughout his career or has been, but it just not, I mean, he hasn't been to the the Brady, the Manning, 
the the breeze that type of level you know what i mean it just hasn't been there for him uh and, and unfortunately for them when they had their best teams you know they they ran into the patriots and and again you know we we, we tend to bring things back to the patriots but look you know when a team's been winning for 20 years they they, they tend to have a lot of influence on the rest of the league and you know the chargers are one of those teams because you think back to 2006 and that 14 and 2 marty schottenheimer team i mean that team was just absolutely loaded uh, you had lt it, before he started to get the injury bug and get a little bit too old um not the real LT. We all, we all know who the real LT. This is LT2, <laughs> Danian Tomlinson. Um, obviously, you had Antonio Gates in his prime. You had uh, Philip Rivers, so on and so forth. The, the whole long list of, of that team, it, it was fantastic. But, you know, they, they missed their opportunity in 2006, and it's it's never really been the same. No, it hasn't. It really, really hasn't. And even when there sort of was that rebirth, when the team upped from San Diego and moved to Los Angeles, and a lot of people thought that this was a new beginning for the Chargers, and they started to play well. They started out that season abysmally. I covered that season, so I know. They were really, really struggling. That was the young way coup kicking, and they just couldn't find anything you know, going, and they were missing field goal on top of field goal, and this team was just finding ways to blow games they actually were able to get a couple of wins together right around thanksgiving and make it interesting and really push for a playoff spot they almost got one last year they came in with a lot more pedigree a lot more discipline and they played very well at times last year we saw them take it to the kansas city chiefs and beat them um that's a very formidable defense that they have there with joey bosa melvin ingram uh they had great play from the secondary so Everything was coming together for the Chargers, and even with the loss to the Patriots last year, people still believe that this team was resilient. They would come back. We heard them chirping in the offseason. We keep replaying that game. We keep replaying that game. We want to be We want to be better. We, we know what we did wrong, and now we can correct it. And this year, it just hasn't been the same. That defense has been average, and with the collection of talent they have on the Chargers defense, it shouldn't just be average. Mm-hmm. Um, they're their offense has been sluggish at times. And look, a lot of that may be due to Melvin Gordon and, and his Most status and what's going on with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, those things can definitely mess with the team psyche, especially when you're trying to work your way into developing a camaraderie with your offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it all the time with teams that offenses just all of a sudden start to click and they start to work out and they start to move in the right direction. Chargers just didn't have that this year. So, a lot of factors going on, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. Uh, I know they've got a big game against the Bears this week. I actually like the Bears in this one, believe it or Duck not, Bears. my friend. I know. Tough Bears. Starts with a C, ends in an O, as a hickhag in the middle, Polish sausage on the grill. The Chicago Bears are going to take this one because Coach Dick is going to come out of the sidelines. He's going to come into the field, and he's going to lead them to victory in Soldier Field. Bears spy 136. <laughs> and see that's all it takes to get <laughs> just just one cue it's like Niagara that's it you got the pilot falls. lit now you i will look for any any reason to do that voice you know yeah. that <laughs> oh i know oh i know trust me it's, it's just like uh you know godfather oh <laughs> uh, well you know it's all different that uh that's in my bloodstream you know it's it's an alter ego and uh it's something that uh you, you have to you have to deal with you know just have to deal with it yeah, we've. Uh, you can act like a man. <laughs> I've already committed Mike to doing an entire week 
in the Godfather. Oh, voice. I was going to say you've already committed, Mike. A lot of people, <laughs> well, a lot of people go right. They'd go right with you on that one. Yeah, I think there, uh, I think there are a lot of people that probably think that needs to be done. But uh, no, thank you for giving me the the uh, the, uh, the platform to do my little voices here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And if I don't like it, I just mute your mic. <laughs> well, so, there you go. Just do that, and it's, it's good. Just it's the power it. that I wield. Uh, that I yield. Yes. Jesus. Yep. Like I said, I'm, I'm a couple cups of coffee behind, so you know I apologize. You know I'm I'm still getting used to this, uh, you know, waking up in the morning thing. Generally, I I sleep until seven o'clock at night. No, I'm joking. I I, I, I don't sleep that much. But that's not to say that uh, I, I I don't um, rest. I mean, I do rest. I, I I watch football on Sundays, and that's what I enjoy doing. And I'm looking forward to like like we said uh, the Sunday's action. And there there's one game. Actually, no, it's not just one game because, you know, I've mentioned a few games, but there's this one game that is on a, on a lot of levels very intriguing. And I'm glad it's in the one o'clock hour because I want to sit down and watch it. And, and, you know, I enjoy, you know, as a Patriots fan, having the Patriots on at either four or the eight o'clock game because, you know, you get red zone during one, you know, get the most games or whatever. But one of the games I really want to focus in on is Philadelphia and Buffalo. One, of yeah. course. Buffalo being an AFC East team that's five and one, I always like to watch them and just kind of see what they're doing, how they're you know improving, what's Josh Allen's doing. But from the flip side, you look at the Eagles, and I look, I had a lot of high expectations for the Eagles coming into this season, and um, I, I think at this point, it, it just I, I I think I was wrong. Um, I mean, it's not to say that things can't turn around. I mean, it's, we're so early in the season, but you know, right now they're sitting at three and four. Especially in the NFC East, you know, <laughs> that obviously that division can be uh, clearly had at, at a less than stellar record. But um, they're sitting here. At no, wait a minute. The, the AFC East is the only bad division in football. No, no, no. Every yeah, other you're division, right. You're right. Mike. Every, every you're other, right. yeah. Every other right. division is 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 winnable. It's it's competitive. And the AFC East is the only terrible division in football. We, we've established that. And it is, it's continue, so, my friend. It's so terrible. I mean, you get you get six free wins, free. You don't even have to play the yep. game. Absolutely you know? no. You don't but, even have to play the team. <laughs> these teams just show up, and you yeah. know, like uh, we'll get we'll get back into Dicka. Dicka yeah. can take on these teams by themselves. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that's true, anyways. I mean, they I think Dicka. Uh, well, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's let's not get overboard here. Let's you know respect where respects you know deserved. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, look, Philadelphia three and four, going up against a good Buffalo team that has a good defense. Uh, I think their offense is obviously a bit suspect, but. You know, this is this is a big game for Philadelphia because, yeah. Again, I think they're already. They, I mean, they have they have to win their division to get to the playoffs because you we mentioned at the start of the show how uh, a lot of these teams were you know sitting with six and one or six and zero oh or five and two records in the NFC, and if you're already at three and four, you know you're you're way behind the eight ball. So really, your hope is to win that win that division. Um, Look, it's a big game. No matter how you want to slice it for them, uh, they they fall to three and five, and and you got to wonder if they're even going to be competitive for a playoff spot because we've already heard rumblings of 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 uh, discord between players or, or philosophies. Lane Johnson apparently isn't having a lot of fun right now, so um, that's a shame. You yeah, hate to see that. you hate to see you hate to see Lane Johnson's fun get taken away. It's just it's uh, so so heartbreaking, you know. After because he's so fun, he has so much fun playing the game, and, and nowhere else do they have any fun playing poor, football, especially poor, in New England. Poor poor. Lane Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. 
but yeah, so look, I, you follow three and five, you you lose to a Buffalo team that I'm assuming the Eagles, both the players and their fans, believe they should win this game. Um, you struggle again, you lose to Buffalo. That's that's a t- that's a tough pill to swallow, and I'd be interested to see how that plays out. I mean, the only reason why I wouldn't write them off is because of the NFC East. <laughs> No, it's absolutely true. And I mean, not for anything, but this is also, I think, an even bigger game for Philadelphia, judging by what happened yesterday and the Dallas Cowboys acquiring another defensive end into a formidable defense now where they have a rotation of defensive ends. And I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit as well. But there's a lot of pressure on Philly to win this game. And I agree with you. If they fall to three and five, I don't think they're in the driver's seat for definitely not in the driver's seat for the, uh, for the division and probably looking at on the outside, looking in for any type of a wild card spot, because there are so many teams in the NFC right now that are more deserving and have better records that would be able to get in. I'm surprised about Philadelphia as well. They were my preseason pick to win this division. I liked their roster up and down better than the Cowboys. I didn't think the Giants or the Redskins would be too competitive in this division. So I thought it was going to be more of a shootout between two of them. And I am surprised that Philly hasn't looked as good. And look, I know we have, you know, our our little fun at uh, the expense of Elaine Johnson. And he did it himself for making a dumb comment like that. But, you know, it um, it's something where, you know, just I don't know, something just seems off with that team this year. I think the talent is there. I just think they haven't been able to put it all together. Some are starting to say maybe they went with the wrong quarterback. I don't know. I know Philly fans love their Carson Wentz, but uh, it's hard to argue with what Nick Foles was able to do with that team. You take a look at the at the records. You take a look at the uh, the results on paper, and they just they look like a different team with Foles under center. No, and 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 I think you're starting to see some of that division among some of the players. Um, and if you believe what, you know, the, the word out of Philadelphia is, there was originally a report that it was all Sean Jeffrey, but, you know, they, they kind of shot that down apparently. But, you know, there, there's people that are that are talking. And, and when that starts happening, you, you better really you better have someone who can take control from a from a leadership standpoint or a head coaching standpoint and be like, look, we got to get back on track because, you know, once that once that schism starts to happen and i love using that word because it kind of shows that i'm I, i'm somewhat intelligent but not really um once that schism starts happening you know that that's a problem you know what i mean it, it's just it, again for a team that's already three and four could go to three and five after this weekend that that could be a tough uh tough hill to get over because again i don't think this eagles team is necessarily ripe with the right <clears throat> number of veterans to get you know, to get past issues like this, you know, they're, they're a great team when they're winning, you know what I mean? They, they have the players that, that, you know, they all feed off each other and it's great when they're winning, but how do they act when they're losing? And so far, you know, they're not passing the smell test or at least some of them aren't. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. And again, I think that has to come back. I think in a situation like that, you have to start looking at coaching. Oh, absolutely. And and look, and Doug Peterson, look, I mean, you know, not for anything. We all know he's got, he's, he wrote the book. He's got the guts. He went with the Philly special. He's fearless. He didn't care about the New England Patriots and what they were going to do. And look, Philly fans will come back at my remark and they'll say, yeah, but who won that game? Well, yeah, absolutely. You guys won the Super Bowl. Congratulations. That was great. We're talking about 2019. And when it comes to that, that a coach has to hold that locker room together. If there's a divide, if there's any type of difficulty, they have to find a way to bring it all together. We've seen Bill Belichick do that how many times in New England? 
it has to be a little bit on coaching right now as well. And I'm not blaming Doug Peterson for all of the problems that are happening in Philadelphia right now, but he's got to shoulder some of the blame. No, and and I think you can see when you start losing grip on the locker room, you have to look at coaching. And Doug Peterson, you know, rightfully so, has has been in a bit of a honeymoon period with the team. I mean, it's kind of, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like the John Farrell effect with the Red Sox. <laughs> like he comes in. Yeah, good. Actually, good analogy. Really. <laughs> well, he, I, I he comes so. I You know, he comes in. They have a great season. They they have this great ride to, you know, a championship season. And, you know, that 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 got him a little bit of cachet. You know, that, that got him some cred and, you know, a, a little bit of a leash. And, you know, I. I Right now, I, I feel like the issues that are starting to appear for this team just doesn't speak well for what he does as a leader at the top, as as a coach. Um, I think there's already, sus- you know, suspicions that <laughs> Frank Reich was kind of the, you know, the, the powerhouse behind how that offense ran. And, and, and there's evidence to say so. I mean, again, they don't have Nick Foles anymore. Uh, the You know, Carson Wentz is... You know he's he's playing well and and I, you know I I, I look like a fool because last week I came on right on Friday and I said you know what I think I'm uh you know I think I've 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 been underestimating underestimating Carson Wentz and then he goes out and has a stinker like he does and I was like well should have gone with my instincts but uh, look <laughs> the the team just looks not right and it, it seems like it's it's these are these issues should be corrected by now if you expect to be a, a a Super Bowl contending team, and I'm starting to think they they might be on the outside looking in. Yeah, very well said. And look, they've had some injuries on defense as well, so you can't really, you know, all just put it all on. Well, the team just not no, focused. But, you know, every just team not doing has injuries, job. so you know. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah. no, and you're absolutely right. No, you you are absolutely right. So I mean, it's, it's a factor, but it can't be the deciding factor. With Wentz, I think that there is definitely the talent to be a top level quarterback in this league. We've seen him do it. We've seen him rise above and be able to have you know put together games where you look at it and say, wow, this kid's the next real deal. I think there's some apprehension on his part, and I think he's worried about getting hurt. I think he's been hurt now a few times in his career, spent more time off the field. It seemingly has spent more time off the field than on the field. So that does affect the quarterback psyche, and that could be a little bit of what's going on. If they can string together a win here against the Buffalo Bills and start to move forward— Again, I think you made a great point. This is a team that feeds off of success, and if you start to— awake the sleeping giant a little bit. All of a sudden, this could steamroll, and they could end up rattling off a few wins here and there. They do have some divisional wins coming, uh, divisional games coming up. Those are must-wins for them without mm-hmm. any question. They need to build up their divisional prowess in order for them to be competitive. So it's not completely end of the road for Philadelphia, but I agree with you. If they drop this game, I don't see them, definitely don't see them winning the division, and I really don't see them making the playoffs at this point. Yeah, and, and, and look, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> obviously not everyone on this current Eagles team has won a Super Bowl. You know, obviously rosters change, but the core and the, the, the large majority of this team has won a Super Bowl. With the the notable exception of obviously Carson Wentz, yes, he has a ring. Yes, he was on that team. But he did not participate in the playoff run. So I think that might be a factor in this whole Again, uh, power struggle or just frustration among the players. It's like, look, some teams you can win a Super Bowl and it and it gets to your head. I mean, that's it's just it's it's what happens. It's not exclusive to the NFL. It happens in all sports. Again, 
uh, you just look at some teams that <clears throat> come out, you know, on fire one year and then win a Super Bowl or win a World Series or whatever in the following year, it's nothing because guess what? You know, winning, continuing to win is not as easy as it sounds. It's nice. It's fun. Trust me, we know. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun, but it, it's it's hard to accomplish year in and year out. So now all, the, all of a sudden you have a group of guys that uh, a lot of these guys that won a Super Bowl that were on the field against the Patriots and the quarterback who led them to that win, who played a, a significant role. He wasn't just along for the ride. He played a significant role in getting them to that point, um, especially in the Super Bowl. I know, he, I think the NFC Championship game or the divisional round, he wasn't that good but he did enough to really put his stamp on that season he's gone he's in Jacksonville um you have Carson Wentz who who came in with obviously a lot of hype had the injury but has been hot and cold since and and again when you when you start getting people questioning his ability from your skill position receivers you know, whoever it was or whatever player said whatever that's a problem and you know th- that's not an easy issue to fix again like i said especially for a team that i think is in in a sense a front running team when it comes to having fun and and being cohesive uh you know we know teams that can struggle and and can still keep it focused and keep everything everything together we know that not every team is like that and i get the suspicion or i i suspect that uh the eagles are not one of those teams so they need to yeah and i yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah, and I think this is going to be this really to me is a make or break game for them right now, especially against them. We're not even talking about oh, it's just a must win or whatever. They're facing a Buffalo Bills team that I think is among the tops in the league. I have them in my top five at number five right now. Uh, this is a good team on defense. Uh, they're starting to move the ball better on offense. Josh Allen's been looking a little more comfortable. Frank Gore can still run the ball. We saw that against the yeah. New England Patriots. So. That's going to be a tough matchup for them. Buffalo is coming in with a lot of confidence, and rightfully so. So this is going to be a big, big test for Philadelphia. If they can pull this one off, it shows that they do have the talent to be able to contend. But in my opinion, right now, it's still a big F. Yeah, and and, and again, if if it's going to be a if if you want me to put money on it, I'd probably lean towards no. I, I my gut tells me that I was very wrong about my <laughs> projections for the uh, for the uh, Eagles, but uh, fortunately, my my hope for the Patriots is, is what keeps me going. Um, but again, I, f- I feel like I've picked, picked the Patriots and won the Super Bowl for like 10 years straight, and I've actually been right more than not. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that, or most of the time I've been right. Let's just say I have a, I have a good batting average at baseball when it comes to that. But um, so, I, you know, we talked a little bit earlier this week about, Pat- <clears throat> about Patrick Mahomes. Actually, we talked yesterday about Patrick Mahomes, and uh, they're, they're still pushing – the idea that he is going to start the Sunday. Uh, have have you has your opinion swayed at all in the last twenty four hours? Do you, do you do you have a stronger feeling one way or the other if he's going to play or not? My gut still tells me Matt Moore is going to end up starting. I still think this is posturing. And look, I know there's a lot of the narratives being pushed about the natural coming out of the the woodwork and being able to lead his team on a hobbled leg. And I, I get the whole, the whole thing, and I'm not going to go into my feelings on that, but ultimately it's somewhat smart on Andy Reid's part to be able to put at least a seed of doubt into the green Bay Packers defense to Especially say, the there's a chance. Exactly. There's a chance we may throw him out there. Matt LaFleur is an aggressive type coach. He can see something like that, a storyline. He's going to react to it and he's going to game plan for it. Mm -hmm. If he wastes even 
I don't want to put a time frame on it, but if he wastes even a little bit of time game planning for Patrick Mahomes and he doesn't end up going out there, that's a win for Andy Reid, whether they pick up the win in the, in, in the, uh, in the game or not. It absolutely messes with their game preparation and gamesmanship. So I understand exactly why they're doing what they're doing, but I hope cooler heads prevail because I just don't see Mahomes being able to. Now, next week may be a different story, and he may be able to come out and play and look good, and there's no problem. But I still think that there's a little bit of healing time that does need to happen, especially with the ankle and the knee. Um, I think rushing him back is a recipe for disaster, especially against a defense in the Green Bay Packers that can get after the passer. And they've been known to be able to contain mobile quarterbacks. So this just doesn't seem like the right place to plug him in, throw him back to uh, uh, to action and say, OK, Patrick, go ahead and bring it home for us. I still think he needs a w- at least a week to rest that leg. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still with you. I mean, I'm, I'm probably at like 60, 40 right now because I, I, I do think of it as. Yeah, this is a it's a great move by Andy Reid. I mean, why wouldn't you do this? Because you have uh, Matt LaFleur, who, again, it seems to have gotten off to a good start, but you don't know how he handles these things. How does he handle work distribution? How much time should he prepare for Patrick Mahomes And in, in the case that he does? I mean, obviously, we know guys like Bill Belichick know how to do that. Like, you know, you're not going to play head games like that with Bill Belichick and think you're going to get an advantage. It, it doesn't matter. It's like they're going to prepare exactly. their way yep. no matter what. So. You know, you're you're testing Lafleur here. Is how how is he going to do it? If he if he's really buying into the hype and spends no time preparing for Matt Moore, a very limited time, or you know, not really diving into how the offense is different between the two, you know, that could be an issue, uh, especially for a team like I, I said yesterday. I I don't think that their defense is that great. Um, you know, they've they've had really good moments. They've shown that they can do certain things really well. They they get they're really good at getting after the quarterback when you know when they're rolling. Um, but I I just haven't. I'm just not sold on that Green Bay defense yet. So, again, you have an opportunity here, especially if you catch them off guard. So I think this is a great move for Andy Reid. You just tell, you know, you keep that doubt in their mind. You keep them thinking that he might be out there. But I don't know. I mean, I just, again, I think this all comes down to how severe we think the injury was. And and I said yesterday that you hear dislocated kneecap and you automatically think something horrendous i mean mean, it's just human nature and it sounds terrible am i right yeah Yeah, no it's true you really you really truly do yeah so i so again you know that you know the key thing here is that there was no structural damage there was no ligament damage so you know you 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 hear people that are double jointed all the time be able to pop their elbows in and out you know and just do weird things well look i'm not saying that's the case i mean the injury is still an injury but um it's it it can be it can be reasonable to think that you can get back on the field if you can deal with the pain and then there's not any excessive swelling because that's really the issue when it comes to that and and again uh i i think kansas city there and, and there's that bit of desperation in kansas city's part because you know we talk about uh the eagles can't lose their game i mean kansas city really can't lose this game and 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 you know again we we understand how talented they are but you know they lose this game again you you cross home field advantage not just the one seed but cross home field advantage off off the table i i just don't see them um getting to that point after that and then you start to wonder okay if he misses this game or if he does play and plays poorly what happens moving forward you have the oakland raiders breathing down your neck you know you start to become a team that's just in the middle of the grouping that you know these teams are all going to be fighting for the wild card and you never know what's going to happen there so 
I don't know. I, I that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying 60% he doesn't play, 40% he does, but I, I feel like I'm slowly shifting the closer we get to Sunday. Yeah, I, I would say that that's pretty much where my head is at right now as well. And I also agree with you. I think this is a must win for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think they can afford to lose it. I really and truly don't. So that may be factoring into their decision as well. Maybe they're looking at practice and saying, we're not going to be able to beat this team with Matt Moore, a quarterback. But ultimately, I think where they're going to win this is if they can stop Aaron Rodgers. If that defense is going to look to be able to contain Rodgers, who's red hot right now, uh, that to me is where they're going to win or lose this game. I don't think it really matters who's playing quarterback right now. I still think they'll be able to put up some points on this defense. But to me, it's going to be whether or not KC's defense can actually stop and get key stops when needed uh, for an offense that's playing very well in the Green Bay Packers right now. Yeah, and and. Look, my opinion is, regardless of, of what happens the rest of the season, I still think Kansas City needs home field advantage to get to the Super Bowl. So uh, even if they do stay in the playoffs, even if they go on a rough run or whatever, if they turn around, I still think they, they're going to need home field and to host the Patriots or to play you know whoever uh, to get to the Super Bowl. And I just don't think that's going to happen, especially right. even now. You know, just maybe they get one home game, but you know, eventually <laughs> – Excuse me. Eventually, they still have to go on the road, and you know, yeah, who knows? But we'll see. We'll see. Um, we, we shall. <laughs> that you know. Again, I I think we can all say that we would love to see you know an Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes Sunday night football game. the The only thing is, though, I I would be watching the the game on mute because. <laughs> I honestly, I, I feel like this is just going to be overwhelming from Chris Collinsworth's standpoint. I don't know who he's going to uh, just drool over more. No offense, Chris, but I mean, you know, when these two worlds collide, <laughs> we've never seen the, 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 this type of force before. And I'll, I'll be interested. Oh, yeah, this, this is this is going to be rela- this is going to be relationship, George and independent George <laughs> coming together. There's no question about it. Well, yeah, there's and, and if if Patrick Mahomes does take the snaps under center yeah, Collinsworth's head might explode. I mean, it, it, it might. It really and truly might. And look, I'm not a Collinsworth hater as much as a lot no, of people no. are and whatnot. And I actually, I think that I, I do think he he's very good at what he does in terms of analysis. I do agree with it a lot. Does he say here's a guy too much? <laughs> yeah, probably. But you know what? I'm guilty of that too. And I think everyone in sports media well, hit the nail falls the head, into that. Yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> using my using my stuff against. Oh, you haven't trademarked it yet. <laughs> I have not. No, I have not. I. Yeah, I'm working on well, that. Better, Ian's, better, Ian's making better, a T-shirt. Well, I was going to say you better hope yeah. that uh, there, there's not Mets fans that that use that in the past because they'll come after you. They, you, you oh yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. No, that's right. You know, Tom, terrific. It's that's it's, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. It really is. Oh man, unbelievable. I love Flush the Format Friday here on FBC Radio Live. You got to love it. But yeah, uh, no, and all all kidding aside, it's uh, it, it really is. I think that this is yeah, it it kind of will be insufferable a little bit. But you know what? We'll worry about that on Sunday night. Yeah, I'm definitely prepared to. Uh... Uh, put the game on mute and listen to something else while I watch because again I I, I, I I'm not with I mean trust me there there's far worse than Chris Collinsworth and I, I I tend to enjoy his breakdowns and stuff like that I do think he gets a a little too emotional um <laughs> sometimes and and kind of latches onto certain players and I think you know my personal I guess problem. I wouldn't, I don't want to say problem. Cause I, I don't, like I said, I don't really hate him, but um, 
I always I always disliked how he framed that last play against Seattle because I think it just shaped in or in the Super Bowl of Seattle and New England when he said it was like right away the worst call I've ever seen without really thinking about it and and thus created this <laughs> you know massive uh, 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 groupthink idea that hey the Patriots only won because of the worst call ever and and here we are so <laughs> I guess that's where the root of my uh, uh, annoyance comes from I guess. Yeah, and that's a good place to come from. I mean, there's no question about that, especially as a Patriots fan. We hear that constantly about, oh, the only reason why the Patriots won, or you know, the, the first one is, oh, it's a tuck roll. That's that that gave them that uh, that Super Bowl, and then, oh, the Panthers blew it, and they uh, the and Vinatieri had to bail them out, and the, uh, the the third Super Bowl was really the only one that I think. Oh, no, 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 wait a minute, hold on. To was playing on a yeah, hobble yeah, plague, yeah. so if he played well, yeah, that's right. That's that's not as common as the others, but that is that is one of them. That was the first Eagles Super Bowl. Um, obviously the, uh, the, the Seahawks Super Bowl. Oh, well, you know, that, uh, the, the you know, the, the worst call stupid ever. call, but <laughs> worst call ever that gave him the Super Bowl. Then Super Bowl 51 comes and Oh, well, the Falcons just blew that. That, was, uh, that just blew that. And then, you know, the Rams didn't even belong in the Super Bowl last year, I guess is the narrative now. And that, uh, the, the, the they were just a terrible team and the Patriots, all they had to do was show up to collect that one. So worst yeah, just 20 un- year dynasty ever. <laughs> oh Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Oh no, no. Our, our 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 pettiness does sneak out from time to time, and it's okay. It's of course right. it it's, does. It's but right. you know what? It's we right. have to. We're emotional. Absolutely. That's emotional. right. We're emotional human beings. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I got that going. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's called fumbling trying to play the sound because the timing would have been perfect <laughs> if I started it two seconds before. But hey, you know what? That's what I'm. I'm, I'm working on it. All right, folks. That's all right. It was it was audible at the very least. So don't don't beat yourself up. <laughs> no, yeah. I won't. You're, yeah, you're I'll a tremendous jump. slouch. <laughs> I, I I was just thinking about that. I'm like, again, I forgot to put that on the uh, <clears throat> on the catalog, the the soundbite catalog. So I will work on that this weekend because again, you know, this is the last show of the week, so we we got a couple days off and rest our rest our voices a little bit. Although you do, absolutely you do have to uh, do a couple more shows. You are quite the uh, media. Ooh, how do they say it? Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's an appropriate word for this, but you do like to bounce around from a lot of shows, so you, you do quite the yeah. I know the word the you're thinking about. Yes, yeah, yes. I know. I know the word you're thinking about. <laughs> Heavy it's a family with... show. We're not going to yes. use that. Yes. Incidentally, you're a disgusting human being for thinking <laughs> that. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, yes, I do. I, I do have several media commitments. Is a very delicate way you could have put that. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always always busy times. But uh, you got to love it. You got to love it. And I uh, I love being able to. to talk talk sports and you know spew my idiotic takes and uh people seem to enjoy it yeah and well you know so far so good and uh you know if we get any complaints well i'll just kick it to the curb so <laughs> at least no that's at least, all right just at least you'll have somewhere to fall back on <laughs> that is send send all the complaints directly to my house send coffee to ian's house send yes. the complaints to my house will be yep. all sent coffee coffee yep. coffee i actually yep. i have four boxes of and uh, of an 80 pack of, of Keurig cups coffee in my kitchen right now. Like I'm literally stocked up in case, you know, the apocalypse happens. You, uh, you have four boxes of four boxes. cups. Yep. Hey, look, they were on sale, man. <laughs> oh man. My I'm, God. I'm, you're going to be, you're going to be like Kramer after the cafe latte. You're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be walking I around. I have my cafe like... lattes, man. You know, I, I went yep. uh, senior year of high school, and this this is a part of the show where we just kind of go off the beaten 
path and just start talking about random things. Well, in high school during uh, uh, was what they call it, Spirit Week or whatever, you know, each day of the week there was a certain theme, so you come in as costume. Well, Celebrity Week. Who do you think I went as? Come on, Cosmo Kramer. That's right. <laughs> um, it was basically my excuse to walk around all day eating junior mints, and uh, uh, it, it, it was it was fun. Let's put it this way: I, I went to. Uh, had to been like probably Salvation Army or like TJ Maxx or something. And I, I found this ensemble and I had these great shoes that were like, you know, kind of like his, but they're very slick on the bottom too, especially on the, the school's, uh, you know, tile or whatever you want to call it. Look at this, the attention to detail. I, so you could I, slide I, around all okay, over the place. Ex- exactly. So I, uh, <laughs> so yes, I, I, I did that everywhere I went. Um, I'm, I'm sure it got annoying. And uh, I had a wig too that my mom had cut to make it look kind of like the hair. I mean, it's tough because it's a wig. You can only do so much. I mean, it was a cheap, like, you know, I'm not talking like high quality wig here. I'm talking, you know, cheap, go to Halloween outlet store wig and, and try to make that into Kramer hair. And it worked. Oh, so um, you mean the, the wig master from Joseph and the amazing technical or dream coat yes. didn't craft that? No, no, it was, it was, it was a lot cheaper than that. I was, I was working on a very limited budget. Um, ah, but yeah, ah. so I, I, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So I had a lot of coffee. Um, no, I actually, I, I, I wasn't drinking coffee at the time as, as it, you know, as crazy as that sounds, but no, I ate a lot of junior mints because I, I figured, Hey, Oh, you know what it was? I was at Seven Eleven or or Store Twenty Four. <laughs> that's that's a, there you go. Store Twenty Four. Right? Store Twenty Four. Store Twenty Four wow. uh, or something like that. One of those places before uh, school. And I was just like, oh, what can I add to this? I was like, oh, look, I'll just buy a bunch of Junior Mints. So you know, there it was. <laughs> Hopped up on sugar, ah, sliding around, talking like Kramer. You know. Now, did you have the tan yeah. colored jacket? The one that the one that Kramer no, felt invincible in that not. jacket. And then he unfortunately had to give it away to uh, to the uh, the the El, El Cuban uh, presidente or whoever it was to uh, was uh, it was to um, it was uh, was to get the Cuban cigars, wasn't it? Yes. It was he had a fix with the Cuban cigars he was looking for then, and he had to give that away to uh, El Presidente's right hand man. So uh, yeah, it was a very very sad moment for Kramer. He wasn't yeah, the same after he lost that jacket. Unfortunately, the Kavorka the, the Kavorka didn't, the didn't stay with him. <laughs> Yeah. No, I I don't think you know that I was I was thinking about which versions of Kramer to go by, and uh, I I quickly ah. I quickly crossed off the Kavorka Kramer because I, I think walking around with garlic and uh, you know I was yeah, say you don't want to walk say, around with it, it, garlic. You know, yeah. Welcome to the world of an Italian. You know, let I, me I was, tell you something. That's a that would not be any type of. Um, that just would not be odd no. behavior for an Italian. You, you walk around smelling like garlic. We pretty much do it all day long, you know. So it's 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 just one of those things, you know. It, it's okay. I'm only kidding. I'm only it's kidding. It's okay. He's Italian, folks. It's all yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, just look at his name and, and, and how well he does the Godfather. But uh. uh. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but just that. What's the matter with you? That's how you turn out down in Florida. I'm, pl- I'm, pl- I'm, pl- I'm pulling that just a clip. I'm gonna play that. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I'm I'm losing my mind here. We're we're in the. I, I'm sorry, folks. If you've tuned out, I I don't blame you. If you, if you're still in, thank you for 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 hanging with us here because <laughs> we've clearly just gone off off the rails here. So look, we have uh we we've touched on I think a lot of the bigger games coming up this weekend. Uh. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about Monday. Uh, Mike, do you have any closing thoughts about this weekend and uh, other things, uh, brief mentions or ex- expectations or, or things you're looking forward to? 
Uh, looking forward to the World Series getting back yes. in. Sure, okay. Series shifts to uh, to Washington now, so we'll see what the Nationals can do. Two games up, looking to maybe put the clamps on. Who knows? Maybe we'll be celebrating a World Series victory for the Nationals pretty soon. Uh, NFL, definitely a lot of big games to watch for. We've mentioned a few of them. Ironically, we've talked a lot about the Patriots, but not actually about their opponents and game that they have coming up on Sunday at 425 Patriots Browns. This will be a good one, folks. Uh, the Browns do present some issues for the New England Patriots, and uh, I still believe the Patriots come out on top on this one, move to 8-0, but this may be a little bit tougher than people think. Well, let's just put it this way. Last week, I almost nailed uh, Sam Darnold's turnover production. I was one interception off, a couple turnovers off, because there was that fumble, but I think you're going to see... Dare I say the same? I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, same from uh, <laughs> from Baker Mayfield. Um, I I can't. I, I'm looking at look when when you have uh, the quarterback who leads the league in interceptions uh, versus the team that is by far and away the the leader in takeaways. I, it's just a bad mix on my part, uh, in my opinion. And I I, I think Baker's going to have a really rough game. So if I if yeah, I was but... a fantasy owner, I would sit him. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think offensively for the Browns and defensively for the Patriots, this is a mismatch. And I do believe that um, the Patriots defense will be able to give Baker Mayfield some fits. I think the Patriots are actually going to win this one and being able to move the ball. That's going to be their biggest, biggest key. Look for a lot of James White in this game if you're a Patriots fan, folks, because this team is going to be able to feed off of getting the ball running and then use it, utilizing play action. Um but it's all going to depend on whether or not that offensive line can defend and protect Tom Brady because there is a pretty fearsome pass rush with the Cleveland Browns. They've been pretty good at getting after the quarterback. 19 sacks. Miles Garrett has nine uh, of them. So uh, definitely a matchup to keep uh, in mind. To me, the key matchup here is going to be the Patriots offensive line versus the Browns defensive line. Whoever wins that matchup, I think, is, is, in, uh, is in pretty good shape. The Browns can match it. They'll make this interesting. If the Patriots can do it and protect Brady, Brady, then yeah, this one's going to be more of the same of what you've seen from this team. Well, I guess that's it, folks. Had some laughs, killed some time. Ah, uh, yes. As I reflect on on week number two of FPC Radio Live, I I, I just I just think about what I'm thankful for, and, and what I'm thankful for is that I can get up here and and like you said, spew my awful opinions for an hour every day with you. So, thank you, Mike, for completing the second week our, our first full week because of course last week we, we did not start on monday we started on tuesday so mm-hmm. first full week down uh in the books feeling pretty good huh huh not bad yeah it's been great yeah. no in, in all in all seriousness i mean we really do we we have a lot of fun when we do this show ian and i thank you very much for allowing us to invade part of your morning and uh it's always great doing a show with uh, uh with my good friend here we really do have a lot of fun as you can tell and we hope that you enjoy it as well and if you don't let us know because that's how we get better yep and we will ignore those uh criticisms so uh <laughs> no thank you very much if, if you guys want to reach out or if you have any comments we're, we're going to be over the course of the next couple weeks we're going to be adding and evolving the show as, as we we kind of move forward obviously you know there's a lot of things we're working out as we go through this but that's the best way to figure out what we need to do better and how we need to do things better so um thank you very much uh feel free to follow us on twitter uh the show's account is at fpc radio live you can obviously follow at full press uh, 
at Full Press Radio for any sort of podcasts or radio live shows that we do have, um, including Snowman in the Morning, which is coming up here at nine o'clock in the morning with our with our guy Brian Snow there. And I'm sure he's going to be hitting a lot of these uh, great topics that we didn't cover for sure because he's got a nice full two hours. So. Go ahead, follow him, uh, follow uh, the show account, and of course, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at IGLEN31. He is at Mike M Debate. Wow, I finally screwed it up. M D A B A T E F P C. And uh, trust me, we enjoy interacting with our with our fans and 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 enemies, if you want to call it that. So give us a follow, yell at us, you know, congratulate us, do whatever. It doesn't matter. We 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 enjoy the interaction. So. Until next week, uh, we will be back on Monday at 8 a.m. If you're just tuning into this, you can catch this replay at 2. And then, of course, uh, download the podcast if you want to take us on the go. We're on all the major platforms, so check it out. And uh, have a great weekend, folks, and enjoy the uh, all the football games. <laughs>